Hey, it's Timmy Whispers from Stacey King's Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure you can take on any adventure. I'm planning on going river rafting this weekend, and I'm ready to head out on the trails with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Did you not get the memo? Yes, it is time for a brand new episode of Gimme the Hot Sauce. We are live and rolling on YouTube, episode 106. Our special guest coming up a little bit later, a very popular Chicago radio personality, Jonathan Hood. You know him as Jay Hood. Does the show with David Kaplan on ESPN 1000. He's also the voice of the UIC Flames. So we'll talk to him about a lot of topics. He also does some good impersonations, Tim. I've heard that. Yeah, so we'll, maybe we'll have an impersonation off to see who can do the better well, job there. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> so we got a challenge coming up, a little bit of uh, talent. And and Stacy, you know, I was watching the game last night, and I fell for you. You had the broadcaster's worst nightmare when your voice is a little bit hoarse, and you're trying, you're trying to be excited, but you know that at any moment that voice may give out on you. And you're a trooper for doing the show tonight as well. Well, let me tell you something, Mark. Bulls Nation, America, you do what you have to do. The show must go on. That's right. Okay? You give the people what they want. I show up at the game like death in Texas. I'm always going to be there. Okay? <laughs> True pro. Listen, 17 years of broadcasting, I think I missed, before the COVID incident, I only missed like five games total. Yeah. So I take a lot of pride in that. Um, very close yesterday calling in sick because my, yeah. voice, my voice, voice was, was gone. cracking a couple times. My voice times, yeah. was gone before <laughs> I got to the arena, but I was pounding honey and water, yeah. and that really worked. And I got that from a, a voice coach on Twitter. Okay. A Twitter voice coach told me to do that. And I've been doing that for like the last five years and it works. I thought maybe you were using some of Red Kerr's old hard candy to get a little lubrication. No, I wouldn't. Mark, first of all, that candy wouldn't even gone down the throat. I would have I'd probably had to get the Heimlich maneuver and get it out. <laughs> yeah, Adam had tried to save you at the scorer's oh, table. Oh, man. Nah, that wasn't, that wasn't going to happen like that. <laughs> a leftover bit of honey from Halloween, maybe? Yeah. Oh, man. This you know what? <laughs> red, you know, hey, red, red got me onto the candy. Yeah. No, seriously, I just got upgraded the candy. Right. Because before that, I never brought, you know, the games are two and a half, three hours long, depending on how the referees ref the game. Right. Yeah. Don't get me started <laughs> yeah. about last We're going to get to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah we're going to get to that. But, but to have like little snacks and stuff, you know, at yeah. the table, uh, Johnny Red Kerr got me on the candy, the bag yeah. of candy. You know, and so we started doing that and we've kind of I've kind of gotten away from it because everybody kept digging in the candy. Yeah, that's know? never so, yeah. So now with COVID and people's dirty hands and, you know, Dave Chella and Dave Chella. Who well, you're calling out Dave Chella. OK, <laughs> Dave Chella. He sneaks into the men's bathroom. I, and sometimes when we, you know, the bathroom's in my office in our little announcer yeah, yeah, room yeah. and I never hear the water run like you're washing your hands. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, he's dipping into the candy bag. He's dipping into the oh, candy bag. No. So he was banned from the candy bag. Yeah, yeah, he's banned. He's banned. <laughs> does, yeah. does he use you're painting wipes? a pretty oh. grim picture there. Yeah, yeah. We know with COVID now, it's, it's kind of changed. And um, so now we use now what we do is <laughs> I bring like those little kind bars. Yeah. 
Those are pretty good. Yeah. Seriously, those kind of bars, they got like 10 different flavors or whatever. So at halftime, because you're hungry. At halftime, yeah, you're hungry. Yeah. And shout out to my, my, my little chef, Lucy, uh, who works at Kettle One in the uh, United Center. Every, every time before the game, she brings me whatever I want to eat. I saw that. Yeah. Every game. You know, I call her and if I want salmon, it's there. You know, saute, spinach, whatever I want, she'll make it for me, which is awesome. She's been doing it for like the last three years. And it's always on time. Shout out to uh, Chef Mike, because he's the one behind all that. So they yeah. take good care of me at United Center. You've been watching for the last couple of months. You know, we have a brand new production crew, the Sriracha crew. And they're all looking at us like we don't know what we're talking about. You know, you remember the days when you when we were kids, you go to a grandma's house and they had that bowl of hard candy. Yeah. It's all know. stuck together. Yeah, they, they don't know about that kind of stuff, man. They Listen, listen, this generation, generation, what is it called? Generation X? Yeah. They, they don't know anything. Everything's about prepackaged. Yeah. Take care of you. They take care of the kids. Yeah, now, back in the old days, you spend for yourself. Individually <laughs> wrapped. Their, their parents put their names on it. You go, hey, you go right here, Nick, this is your candy, you know, and you know, we just had to fend for ourselves. And, and you know, that stuff would be sitting on the table. And I'm not just candy, but like when you go to a party or Christmas thing, there'd be like plates of hors d'oeuvres and stuff. And it'd be sitting out there. I remember once when I was a kid grabbing something I thought was, you know, going to be really tasty. And it was like cauliflower and, and a cabbage or something. I'm like, what the hell is this? Hey, I remember, I remember as a kid how excited I used to be to go to a buffet yeah. to eat. You know, on a Sunday, you know, everybody's going to the buffet. All right, we're going to get whatever you want, you know. And as you get older... You start thinking about all the germs that people, <laughs> you know, all the germs that people, people reaching over yeah, yeah. and trying matter. to grab things, you know, still, you know, cough, hands. Yeah, <laughs> coughing, coughing over the potatoes. You know, when you're a kid, when you're a kid, you don't yeah. think of that. It's you're great. Like, oh, yeah. This is great. I get the, as I much get as this, I want. I get this as yeah. much as I want. But as you got older and you start having kids, it's like, well, this is disgusting. Like, I'm not going to any, like when you take your kids in these baseball tournaments, right? Yeah. Or you go to these, you know, your kids play baseball, football, and you go to these AU tournaments and you're staying in like the courtyard Marriott or something. Everybody goes out to eat. Yeah. And so you try to make it affordable for everybody. So when I took my teams out to eat, we'd go eat at the buffets, but I would never eat there. Like me and my kids would go somewhere else. I just, I just showed Enjoy. them how to get there. I showed them how to get there. You yeah. guys have a good night. I'll see y'all at the hotel when it's swim night and we're in the pier, sit out and drink beer. There you, you go. Remember, you remember when toothpicks were unwrapped? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Boy, imagine that. You're sticking it right back in your teeth. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Oh, if, you're, oh. if you're watching at home while you're eating dinner, we apologize. We didn't mean to get oh. on that tangent, but that's the where we go. Dip, you remember you double know. dip? Oh, yeah, you used to yeah, double dip. Yeah. People did, you know, chip in the sure. you know ranch or whatever. You know, everybody's having a good time. But, but, but now, flip, and now but you flipping ain't double dipping. Oh, but now, Tim, yeah. shut your ass up. <laughs> and now, like you would never, no, ever you do wouldn't it. think about it. You never do it. Yeah. Like, 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 think about it. you used to like your friend have a soda. They yeah. pass it to you. Hey, yeah. take a drink. Yeah, you try know? this. You yeah. weren't even worried about backwash or any of that stuff. <laughs> As you got older and you see somebody drinking a beer, you want some? Yeah. And you see all the backwash out of it, like, uh, no, I'll, <laughs> I'll wait for I'll wait for another one. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah, you get something that's prepackaged. Uh, make sure I hear the twist off. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah you got to hear a twist yeah. off. Yeah. The wrapper's open. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So those are some safety guidelines, courtesy of Give Me the yes. Hot Sauce. Man hey, code violations. We're going to talk a little basketball. <laughs> and, and one of the points that, that Stacy's been bringing up in, in numerous broadcasts and in the crossover when you're talking with the guys in the studio is that the Bulls need to learn how to finish. I saw an interesting stat last night that the Bulls right now are the only team in the NBA that have not gotten a win in a close game. They call it clutch games, which are being within five points with five minutes to go. The Bulls are 0-6 in that category. Last year, they were third in the NBA. They won like 25 games that way. 
And that's the difference between having a really good season and a bad season. You got to win those close games. Well, and that's the difference of going, being a first round exit, yeah, and being yeah. able to go deep into the playoffs. Um, you know, last year's problem was the Bulls couldn't beat the good teams. You know, everybody kept talking about that. They didn't have a winning record. You know, this year they're beating the good teams, but they're also losing games that they should not be losing down right. the stretch. And I've always said this about this team this year so far. You know, five minutes to go in the game, that's when everything has to be clicking. You know, defensively, you got to know your assignments. Uh, offensively, you got to, you know, you can't make risk plays. And the risk play is making a pass that you know is a little dangerous instead of making the basic fundamental play. Because at the end of the day, Mark, it's about getting the win. We're not worrying about how it looks and style points. You're trying to get the win. And some of the turnovers that you're seeing this team make, even last night, you left you scratching your head. I mean, we yeah. can sit up there. Listen, the officiating was bad. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and lie. It was some of the calls were questionable. Uh, some of those calls should have been reviewed. I mean, there were obvious fouls. You know, Patrick Williams going in for a dunk gets hit on the arm. Yeah. That was yeah. an obvious foul. Yeah. I mean, Stevie Wonder was yelling foul from his couch. <laughs> so, you know, so that was – but we, we don't want to blame the officials. We're not going to blame the officials because the Bulls still had an opportunity to win that game. They have to start learning how to close these games out because you're a veteran team. There's a lot of veterans on this team now. You know, that's one thing they have this year is veterans. So – you know, they're going to have to learn how to close things out. What's a good shot? Who's got it going? Um, and I still believe, and I'm going to continue to say this, you know, Vooch has got to get inside. He's got to post up. He was early in the season. He was dominating. And then his outside game was 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 really good, too. But he was really uh, making a, a sorted effort to get into the paint. Um, the last few games, since Drummond's been out, he's been more on the perimeter. And that's kind of hurt the Bulls. And when you're last five minutes of the game, that's where you need him in the post. You need to be able to get something good, whether it be, you know, five-foot jump hook or him getting fouled or double-teamed, kicking the ball out to a wide-open shooter. And, and they've kind of gotten away from that. Basketball, obviously, especially at the NBA level, is all about matchups. And late in the game, the Bulls were going with a lineup with Vooch and four guards out there. And New Orleans was able to take advantage of that. I mean, they, they had Brandon Ingram, in uh, clear-out ISO situations, he's guarded by either Caruso or Zach, and he's shooting right over the top of him. And 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 no, no fault to those guys. They're doing the best they can, but they're giving up five inches to a guy who's a great mid-range scorer. Well, listen, that game was predicated in the beginning that the Bulls did such a good job defensively on Zion Williamson yeah, and Brandon Inger in the first three quarters. But in the fourth quarter, I always say this, stars will step up when you need them the most. And, you know, Brandon Ingram did it, and so did Zion Williamson. They both got more aggressive. They got more calls, and they started taking it to the Bulls. And, you know, the thing about Ingram is, is that he's kind of like a poor man's Kevin Durant. You know, he can get, he's got a good mid-range game, not a deadly mid-range game, but he's got a very decent mid-range game. And he hit a big three. Um, he hit some tough shots. I mean, Patrick Williams, as much as people are down on Patrick Williams, like, you know, he had, I don't think he had five points in that game. He did a great job defensively on both those guys. So, I, I mean, yeah, I would love to see Patrick score more. Um, but also in that game last night, you know, he wasn't in the game in the fourth quarter, right. which I thought he should have been because of his defense and his length. And in those situations, you know, if you're going to put Patrick in, then he's going to be guarding either Zion or Ingram you're still going to have a guard on the other guy. So, you know, the Bulls are in a situation now because they are a perimeter-based team with a lot of, of guards that are in the rotation. There are going to be matchup situations like that, and the good teams with taller front lines can take advantage of that. 
Well, and again, you know, the Bulls, the Bulls need to understand not to be putting yourself in that situation. I mean, the game was nip and tuck. I mean, it was a lot of lead changes last night. Both teams had, you know, had substantial leads and the other team came back and it was a nip and tuck. And one thing that New Orleans did, they're one of the best team at pounding the paint. You know, one of the most, you know, one of the best teams that points in the paint and they stayed to who they were. You know, they were true to who they were. Let's get in the paint. Let's pound them. Um, I thought Valanchunas, they came out early, established Valanchunas in the paint, and that got them going a little bit because he was the one when the other two guys were were struggling and C.J. McCollum was struggling yeah, too. So their early. top three guys were struggling. Valanchunas was the one that kept them in the game with his post play and his rebounding. And so once the other guys caught up, now, now Valanchunas has got you going. And so now in the fourth quarter, you need your stars to step up, which they did. Whispers, you remember Sam Perkins played for the Lakers Big in Indiana? Smooth. Yeah. Me too. Uh, I, I tweeted yesterday's game that the Brandon Ingram reminded me of, of sleepy Sam Perkins because his eyes were just kind of like, like little slits. Yeah. And then somebody responded, they go, well, Pot will do that for you. So oh, you, got, wow. you got any uh, recommendations to the listeners? You can tell them uh, how Pot might affect you. Well, if they go on the chat, I'll give out my number and I can hook <laughs> them up with some stuff. <laughs> and they'll have the same slitty eyes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wow. So you're not only selling hot sauce now, you've got some connections and other products. Well, as you said before, Mark, the six degrees of whispers. and uh, <laughs> sometimes You know a guy is what you're saying? I, I got a guy. All right. I got He's a got guy. a guy. Well, that's good that to know. He knows a guy. He knows a guy. <laughs> he might be in this room. <laughs> oh, here he is right here. Oh. <laughs> Snoop, welcome to the show. My He's man. back for a second hey, week. What it do? What a couple do, people mentioning do, on the chat, they, they, they like the new edition. Yes, what it do. Usually he's more talkative. I just don't get it. <laughs> It's the slim cans. You better ask somebody. Yes, you better ask somebody. Exactly, Mark. Yeah, Caribbean breeze. Let's get knees. let's get back to basketball. Obviously, the the Bulls have had a brutally tough schedule in terms of the number of back to backs, three games in four nights. Now they get a chance to decompress a little <clears> bit. Obviously, everybody got a day off today except for Stacy, who's who's working testing the vocal cords. But yes. you know, this is going to help to space out the games a little bit, get some practice time in there. And hopefully that means you get Zach every game and maybe you get some more chemistry and continuity from night to night. Well, we're we're not going to see back-to-backs for about another month. And it was brutal. Like we've already had four sets of back-to-back games, which I think is the most in the NBA right now. Um, as you can see, the schedule is brutal. Like, I mean, we'd have a game day off, have a game day off. Uh, last week, travel to Brooklyn, Game, come back, fly, play Charlotte, and then go back out to the East Coast and play Boston and Toronto, which was a brutal trip. Okay, and then you got to go through customs. Uh, brutal trip. Um, shout out to uh, Chicago Customs, though. They they do a good job of getting us Took through. Area, that's yeah, good. Yeah, good job, guys. They got us in, got us out. Um, but we did, I will say this, somebody somebody lost their passport. Uh, I think his name is Nico Tan. Uh, he works for the Bulls. He lost his passport. <laughs> and so we got in to Toronto at like 2.30. Our bus, because we have three buses. So our bus, the media bus that has all of us on there and some of the, um, you know, Bulls workers, you know, like the trainers and stuff on the bus. Well, we had to stay an extra almost two hours so we could find Nico's, uh, you know, Nico's, (laughs) his passport. And we didn't know why we were staying there. No one told us. I mean, I I was, I was trying to summon the Uber. I tried to call Uber and Uber said, "We, we don't come out there. Like, what do you mean you don't come out of here? It's like, we don't come out that far. I'm like, wow. <laughs> so we had we didn't get to the hotel until 4.30 in the morning, which we had the day off, which, is which you know, it messes your whole day up because yeah. now you're going to bed because it takes you an hour to wind down from being on the plane into the game. 
So you're going to bed at 5, 30, 6 o'clock. That's probably why my voice is gone right now, yeah. America. But you know what? I'm not making any complaints. You sound you know? like the top 10 sexiest man in Montana. Thank you. You know what? Girls <laughs> like the scratchy voice. Matter of fact, <laughs> matter of fact, matter of fact, the People magazine is, is already out, you know, uh, Chris Evans beat me. There you go. Yeah, Chris. No, that's the Montana. That's Montana. Edition. But I had, but I had the, the the new the new People magazine came out, and um, you know Captain Chris America. Evans beat me. Chris Chris Evans yeah. beat me. But I am on page seventy six. Okay, so you guys, I want you guys to look it up. Only by thirty million 70. votes. It was close. You know, this is you know this is what I'm talking about right here. So you, you need support. <laughs> My voice is gone, America. Yeah. I need support from whispers. That's close. You know, whispers. This is the most I've ever heard whispers talk in two yeah. years. It's, it's pretty scary too. It's you guys have that shot of uh, Christopher Walken in the airport. Yeah, shows Christopher. If Walken. you're watching on YouTube, we get uh, Christopher's. <laughs> you, you've, I know you've enjoyed uh, Whispers doing his Walken impersonations, but we actually found a photo of Walken traveling, and we we're just wondering, you know, I think they took him to a taxidermy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and first of all, why, why isn't he in some high class lounge? What's 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 he, what's he doing sitting what? with the paying customers over? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on, Chris? Look at that. Well, it's always best to, <laughs> if you're going to carry skulls through an airport, is act as if you're in couch. So that's what I was doing. No one understood what I was passing through. Who are the people on either side of you? What are their functions? They're uh, what they call ducks. <laughs> what does that mean? Distractions, decoys. <laughs> you have to have a few with you. I, I mean, thought maybe the lady on your right was like your taste tester. Well, case, I, you know, I, thought, I thought coming. it was a blood transfusion. Like <laughs> trying to keep him alive. It was like Lestat the vampire off interview with the vampire. And there was too much sun that day, but I was all right. <laughs> if, if you're just listening to the audio of this, what we're showing on the screen is a, a shot of Christopher Walken, who's made more money than God is sitting in an airport, Dead. obviously in some kind of coach <laughs> section alongside two paying customers, and he looks totally lost. But is, he, have you suffered brain damage, Christopher? No, if you look at the look on my face, it's a new script from Netflix. <laughs> I couldn't believe what they're asking me to do. The sex scenes. I mean, oh my God, do they I'm know done. how old I am? Oh my God. 79. I mean, Thank you. I didn't need to be reminded. Why would you allow people to sit that close to you? I told you they were my decoys. God damn, don't you listen? Get the wax out of your ears. There's free Q-tips at the club. <laughs> this man is insane. Oh, the multi-talented Timmy Whispers. Yeah, we're gonna see if Jay Hood can, uh, if he's what kind of impersonations he's got. Because I've heard some good ones over the years. This could be a lot of yes. fun in our next yes. segment. But before that, let's talk a little more. A little more. And no, we're going to do a sponsor read first. Yes, let's you know, do it. When it comes to insurance for your auto, home, and business, oh, make sure yeah. you contact the king of insurance, nationwide agent Jeff Vukovic. You can reach him at jeffvuk.com. That's jeffvuk.com. I thought Stacy was going to hand it over to Adam last night, but he didn't. No, he didn't. powered through. Can you, do it? can you do it again for the people? Nationwide is on your side. Wow. Did you hear that, Montana? <laughs> this is why I was the sexiest man in Montana, right here, because I, I I show up and I yeah. deliver. Okay, yeah. I show up and I deliver, and that's what I do, America. I do that for you, Bulls Nation. I do that for you and all our loyal listeners. I'm sick, not really sick. I just got a just cold, scratchy voice. Just a scratchy voice right now, and I left my my um my little hot tea, and you know we don't have hot tea and things here. We just have beer. It's sure, so, like hey, beer will do it. You know, you know we don't have anything to drink to loosen up the vocal cords. So we just have beer. <laughs> don't wow never <laughs> underestimate the power of beer that's what i always say hello ladies <laughs> hello ladies 
Hey, NBA, a couple like of NBA team. topics before we bring in Jay Hood. Uh, Stacey, would you rather talk about the Brooklyn Nets and Kyrie or the Lakers yes. and LeBron? I'm tired of talking about Lakers and LeBron. Okay? Right. I'm tired of it. I, I'm tired of the coverage they get. They suck. He hurt his groin last night, so he may be out a couple of games. I don't really want to know about that, Mark. That's Personal <laughs> life? Just, I don't want to hear about somebody's groin being Too hurting. much information. Yeah, too, TMI, man. <laughs> no, they, they, you know, the Brooklyn Nets. I, I think I think it's they're going to they're gonna break that team. Yeah. I think that's, that's what's going to happen. Uh, they're going to try to get as much as they can for these two stars. Um, ben Simmons, oh, man. Ben Simmons needs to be hypnotized. Seriously, yeah, they need right. to get, need to get a right. hypnotist and, and get him because he he does not look the same player like he was. Mm-hmm. He has no confidence in his game. He won't even shoot a layup. Like it's like it's, like, it's almost like Chuck Knobloch. Remember he had yeah, the, he the hips. What they call the hips when he throw the ball to first base from yeah. second base. He couldn't do it, and he throw it like into the third row, and he had to go to see a, 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 somebody to talk about it. I think Ben Simmons needs that. I mean, he does not look, and you don't want to see anybody have mental health issues. Right. But you can clearly see that he's not right. You can Call Tony see Robbins. Jeez, here Just we, have a, we have a serious moment. Yeah. And then this guy interjects something in like Tony Robbins. Hey, it's like shallow hail. He's <laughs> some hypnotism. Oh my God. But he need Mark, before I was really interrupted yeah. by the guy to my left. Um, yeah, well, he definitely needs some help. Like he's just not the same. Kyrie, listen, you know, we've come to a point in society where opinions now, you don't have an opinions on anything. You're going to be judged on everything you say, okay? Um, and it's sad. It's sad, you know, that we've gotten to that point where you're canceling cultures and right, you're canceling right. because you don't like what someone says. Um, you know, I, I don't condone what, what, what he said and how he said it, but there's so many things out there that is so going on with so many people that, that deserve more attention too. You know, the Brett Favre stealing money and to to build a volleyball court yeah. for his daughter and, you know, lying about it. Now he's and, hawking yeah, products now he's that hawking he stole product. money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's so many people doing so many different things out there that need to be talked about. Um, again, I don't condone what Kyrie said or what he what he believes in. But at the end of the day, it's his personal thoughts, what he believes in. And whether anyone thinks it's right or wrong, it's what he believes. And I think had he just came out and apologized, I think it would have, you know, from the very get go right. and, and explained what he was talking about. I think it would have been water under the bridge. But since he was defiant in that role and saying, basically saying, I'm not apologizing. And then you were forced to apologize when they said they're going to suspend you. And then I think the biggest thing I, I take away from this, when the, the Brooklyn Nets said to him, you need to do six things before you come back. And I just think that's, I just think that's crazy. Yeah. He's not going to do it. I mean, look, I mean, he do- donate five hundred thousand dollars. Okay, sensitivity That's been done, training. Yeah. I mean, this is this is really a lot, a yeah. lot. You know, especially for <laughs> someone who likes to dig his heels in, like Kyrie. Yeah, and it's and it's basically you're 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 basically you know you're telling him like you know you're gonna do what we tell you to do. Here's the six things. If you want to come back, we'll do this. Kyrie could say, you know what, I'm retiring. Trade me. I'm not doing these things. You know, I mean. Well, all this stuff that he said here, I mean, I mean, the 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 sensitivity training. I mean, there's a lot of things people say every day. I mean, look at the look at the politicians, some of the things they say. Right. Dude, are they going to sensitivity training? No, No, they're not. No, they're not. Okay. Things Trump says, you know, is he going to sensitivity training? No. You know, people who who have who say racist taunts and on Twitter, Twitter now has just gotten crazy. Twitter's gotten crazy. 
Like we got new management control. in charge. Well, yeah. you know what? They, they've <laughs> lost control of Twitter. Yeah. Like some of the things I'm seeing that come up on timeline, like I'm like, oh my, I'm just deleting it because it's yeah. just so offensive. And now people feel like they can say now that Elon Musk has taken over. Like, hey, now all those people who couldn't say all those things now are able to say those things now. And it's just, it's just a nasty cycle. You think Kyrie's played his last game with the Brooklyn Nets? I, I think so. I think it's, uh, listen, he didn't want to be there anyway. You know, and this is even before, you know, this situation. He didn't want to be there. He wanted to be traded from the very good start. And I, and, I, and what did I tell you before the season started? That this they were going to implode because there was a lot of people's feelings hurt. You know, Durant got his feelings hurt because he wanted to be traded. And, and the owner said, basically told both of them, you're under contract. You're staying here. Get used to it. And so, and remember, we applauded the owner. We were like, yeah, that's great. Finally, an owner standing up to players, you know. And But, you know, they made it so miserable there. Nobody wants to be on that team. And they had a pretty good team. Even if all those guys are healthy, if they were, you know, going through all this junk off the court, they would have a pretty good team. And for Bulls fans who are worried about where they're shaking up in the in the Eastern Conference right now, they're currently the sixth seed, even with a six and seven record, because a couple of teams have gotten off to slow starts. Both Philadelphia and Miami are under 500. Then you go over to the West, Golden State, the defending champions are four and seven. The Lakers are two and eight. It's been kind of a topsy-turvy start to the NBA season. A couple of surprise teams in the West, the Utah Jazz with 10 wins with our old buddy Lowry Markinen leading the way. And, and Portland, the Bulls own Portland's first round pick if they make the playoffs. They're eight and three. So a couple of real surprise teams out West. Well, I mean, this is typical of the NBA. You know, you, you have some young upstart teams with a lot of fresh legs they all, it always has been like, even when I played, it's always been this way. Teams with the younger players always jump out. They have more energy. They just, they, they, just, they seem to play together better early on. The veteran teams take a while. You know, they, they're going to win some games. They're going to lose some games. But a lot of the good teams, if you look at the, the, in the NBA, a lot of the good teams are losing. I mean, they're, right. I mean, they're, yeah, Golden State could be four and seven. I mean, Golden, crazy. State, Golden State can't win on the road. They lost they can, four in a row out there. But the problem, the problem with Golden State is, Mark, their starting lineup is plus 24 when they're on the floor together. Okay. So they're blowing teams out. They're having a problem with their bench. Yeah. They have to decide, okay, how are we going to do this? Because these guys coming off the bench, are not coming off the bench with the purpose of winning the game. It's like, okay, I got to get mine. I got to get mine. I got to get mine. So Steve Kerr's got his job cut out because your starters, again, are plus 24, and they're playing well together. The bench is what's really killing you. You have a huge drop-off when you bring that bench. The Bulls are very fortunate that they have a great bench. Their bench has been solid all year long. Last night was one of the nights they, they didn't really play particularly well, but pretty much consistently um, their bench is good. You get Drummond back now um, and to to put him in that second group, and that'll push Vooch to play at a different level right. now. See, Vooch didn't have anyone behind him. It was like, who are you going to play behind me? You know, Derrick Jones Jr., play small ball center. Now you got a legitimate starter in Drummond, uh, and you saw that in the beginning of the year. It made Vooch play because now if, if Vooch doesn't come out and play hard or whatever and doesn't, he's not making shots or he's not contributing on the defensive end, you say, hey, let's, let's move Drummond in the game and let's go, you know? I know we talked a little bit about this last week, but uh, people are throwing stones all over the NBA at the Bulls for not fully developing Lowry Markkinen. Lowry Markkinen was hurt a lot during his time with the Bulls. He also had three different coaches from Fred Hoiberg to Jim Boylan to Billy Donovan, and things were constantly changing all around him. He had his second year in the NBA. Remember that month of February? We averaged like 26 and 12. Uh, there, there were signs that there could be an all-star player there. And I'm sure he's getting more freedom playing with the Jazz right now because they're kind of in a rebuilding situation. 
What do you think about Lowry? I mean, I, I like the kid. I I've always yeah. said, I've always said this kid had all-star potential. Yeah. It was just here. I, th I thought Jim Boylan took his confidence away. You know, I think his first year under Fred Hoiberg, his first year, he exploded. You, you see this kid who can shoot the basketball, shoot three from distance. Um, of course, you'd like to see him post up more. But a lot of these coaches' offenses is all three-point driven. You right. know? So so you got a big guy like that. Instead of developing him and teaching him how to play in the post and being, you know, having that part of his game be as strong as it is on the perimeter, what you see him doing now is what I've always said he should be doing. I think he's a small forward. Just because he's seven feet tall doesn't mean he's got to be a four or five. I've always thought he was a small forward. Cleveland was the first team that said, hey, you know what? We're going to play him at the three. Yeah. And they made the playoffs last year with that big front line. And he really thrived. People say, well, you know, defensively, you lose a lot with him playing the three. Why would you? He's seven feet. All I need you to do, I don't need you to lead the league in steals. What I need you to do is play defense, deny your man the ball, and then take a step off shade him to help to help defender and then use your link to contest a shot. Right. Right. If you do that and stay between your man and the basket, we're going to win a lot of games. Yeah. It's been really interesting to see what they've been able to do. And people are like, well, Utah is just trying to tank to get Victor Webanyama, but they've got some players on that team. It's, it's not just Lowry, you know, they made the trade. Sexton's with Cleveland. on there. Colin Sexton um, came uh, over. Uh, Jordan Clarkson. The, Hart, the Clarkson six man. You got Mike, Mike, Conley's, you got Mike still Conley still there. You got Taylor Horton. Or TXT. Tucker, yeah, uh, Kelly Olenek is playing yeah, center. They, they got they got some good uh, role players, complimentary pieces, guys that know how to play. Kelly Kelly Olenek is is a very good uh, you know high basketball IQ mm -hmm. big man. Uh, Lowry is Lowry's just playing with so much confidence. You go back to his Finnish uh, team this year. He led his Finnish team the last couple of years, and he's been a star on that team. So you know it doesn't surprise me that he's playing well. I think it surprised a lot of Bulls fans because, you know, guys tend to leave here and they develop somewhere else. You know, and that's the bad thing. That's what you're going to have with Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City has all this young talent, a wealth of young talent. They got all these picks, but they're not going to be able to keep these guys when they get to the point where it's time to pay them. Right. And so Oklahoma City is developing players for other teams. And that's what you see sometimes happen. Hey, Whispers, you've been busy in the closet packing up hot sauce these days. Can you tell the folks how hot they get some packer, of that delicious uh, hot sauce? Are you serious? You don't have to do it as Christopher Walken. You can do it as yourself. If I, That may nobody, be worse. Nobody wants a boring <laughs> Tim. I, th I thought we were no, going to hear Mike, Ty I thought we're yeah, hear yeah, Mike Tyson yeah, impersonation. Yeah, he's here. Can I bring him in? Yeah, bring him in. Sure. All right. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, it's Mike, uh, the champ Tyson here, and I just want to say thank you for inviting me to the show. Are you looking to score the hottest sauce in the game? It's ludicrous how hot that hot sauce is. <laughs> all right. All right, Mike. First of all, first, first, of, all, like first of all, first of all, first of all, even, even right. look, 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 hey, look. Christopher Walken's uh, rolling over in his grave. Snoop just fell out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Snoop doesn't even want to hear it. Snoop's like, hey, it ain't going to go. And Snoop just said, hey. It was ruined before we said anything. Snoop says, I'm not even high, and this is terrible. Oh, my God. You guys ruined it. That look that look just destroyed it. They just took me right out of it. Oh, man. It's your show. All right. We'll just go with the Whisper's voice. All right, Whisper's. Thank you. After you killed it. From Chicago Fire, 1871, the hottest drink. of the bunch to the King's oh. favorite, St. Pat's Verdes. Give me the hot sauce that's got you covered. Oh. Stop by, give me the hot sauce.com. And use King 21.
<sighs> to get your 20% off your first order. And each package personalized with love from yes, Timmy with Whispers. Love. Yeah. Hand with packed. both hands. Yeah. With both Hand hands. <laughs> I put in uh, toothpicks that are unwrapped as well. <laughs> Strong grip. <laughs> Give me the hot sauce. That's right. Hey, our special guest, Jay Hood, in the Sriracha waiting room. That's next on Give Me the Hot Sauce. Welcome back. Episode 106 of Give Me the Hot Sauce. It's now our pleasure to welcome in a very popular Chicago radio personality, Jonathan Hood. You hear him with David Kaplan mornings on ESPN 1000. He's the voice of the UIC Flames. I got a chance to see him out doing some Windy City Bulls games in past years, but his schedule just got too big. He became too big, and now and now he can't do those games anymore. You're you're like the Dan Jiggets in the old days, where he said he had like uh, eight jobs. Is that is that about right? Hey, mom. Well, well hey, listen, listen. I learned this long time ago from Jiggs. It's about multiple revenue streams. Multiple <laughs> revenue streams. So so it's the the money that pays for the mortgage right. and the car yeah. note and the rest goes in the sock. That way, the wife doesn't know what those that extra money is. She knows I'm working those jobs. Right. But some of those, she doesn't know how much I'm making. And that's that's the key. That's the key, young people listening. The key that's is if you key. get paid in cash too. That'd be nice. Oh, absolutely. I, you think yeah. I do direct deposit, Mark? Yeah. Come yeah. on now. <laughs> Come on now. You, I mean, check in the hand, Stacey. You tell him, man, that yeah. you get that check in hand. Yes. That's how that works. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So so. You've been watching the Bulls so far this season. Give us your take on the Bulls at the early, early going of what you've seen. Oh, just early, um, you know, for everybody. I just think that I think the first thing is I didn't know what Zach was going to be like and how well he'd play. I just didn't expect the maintenance so soon for him. And so I had to adjust to that and said, okay, he'll play his line, the lion's share of the games. But for me to see him every night, apparently that's not going to happen. And I'm okay with that because. I do like the depth of the team. Um, I think that there is a maturity that has to come with Patrick Williams. Uh, I'm already a fan of Io DeSumo. He looks like someone we've seen before. Are you, you sure he hasn't played in the league before? As smooth as he is, you sure he hasn't? Is an old six, seven-year vet that's been around for a while. That's, I like this, the smoothness of his game and then what's to come with him. Um, so I, I think that when people tell me, hey, you know, the Bulls are going to have a hard time without ball, I say, well, until ball comes back, I'm only focused on the roster as is as it, at this point in time. And so I just look forward to the young guys developing on this team. That will tell a greater story than DeRozan and Levine, because I know what the, some of those guys can do. The young players, that's where my focus is in the first half of the season. We just were talking about the fact that uh, some of the NBA standings look like they're turned upside down with Utah and Portland at the top of the West. Cleveland, yeah. obviously, off to a great start in the Eastern Conference, but Golden State's four and seven. The Lakers are two and eight. You see in the East, Philadelphia and Miami have losing records right now. It's very, very early. So a lot of these things are gonna are gonna balance out. But what's what's caught your attention in terms of some of the teams that are either surprisingly good or surprisingly bad early on? So uh, let's start with Utah because Danny Ainge, I know that he's having an upset stomach because that's not supposed to happen, right? <laughs> this right. whole thing where and, and something else about Utah too. I've seen them play three times. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I'm seeing a, a Utah team, the, the style of play is different than what I'm used to, right? We've seen them pack it in in the lane or, you know, inside out. I see a free-flowing offense with Utah. And again, I don't know how sustainable that is, but I like what I see from them, the way they get up and down the floor. And I, again, this is supposed to be a team that's tanking, that's supposed to be building for the future. And all of a sudden, those proud veterans on that team like, no. No, we're, we're actually, we don't know what your plan is, but our plan is to play hard every night. I like that. 
Um, I like the team we just saw in the Pelicans. You know, uh, after a while, you know, Stan Van Gundy's in the position and it didn't work out. Willie Green comes in there. And even from the playoffs last year to what we see now, I just like the length of New Orleans. Uh, when you see them walk into the gym, you see them, you say, boy, you got Valentunas, you got Zion. It's like, you know, Ingram, who I'm a big fan of. So I like that team as well. And, you know, the underachievers, again, it's early. Philadelphia won't be where they are right now. Right. Um, you know, some of the teams that are under 500 should be able to uh, get back on top. But I, I like the idea that we go into the season, guys, and we're not sure exactly what we're going to see. I like the, um, you know, somewhat parity early in the league. You know, you, you talked about a little bit earlier about the, about, you know, uh, Patrick Williams, and he seems to be a lightning rod for everybody. Everyone's expectations are so high for this kid. And they're so dis- a lot of people are disappointed. I'm I'm a big fan. I I think that people need to, to temper it a little bit. Understand that he's 20 years old. Uh, you know he's playing with a lot of veterans where he has to defer a lot too, and he's learning how to play with those guys because he's he's one of these guys. Uh, you know Jay Hood is that you know when you talk to him you can just tell he's a real easygoing guy, real quiet. You know real you know introverted per per se. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I think because he's a number four pick and I think everybody thinks because you're number four pick, you know, you're supposed to be this 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 world beater and it's not happening. But I watched him last night defensively. He locked down Ingram. He locked down uh, Zion Williamson when he guarded him. And then mm-hmm. when they took him off him in the fourth quarter, those guys got off. Right. And so this is the problem overall in not just sports, but society. Just too impatient. We don't have time for development. We need to know today. I'm sorry. We didn't know yesterday, day before yesterday. Is Patrick Williams a guy? Yes or no? When I look at all the young players, whether it's the Blackhawks or the Bulls or the White Sox, Cubs, Bears, we see guys that are 23 and younger. This is Those are the players that get on the sports TV shows. And those are the ones that talk so much about, I need to know right now, is Justin Fields a guy right now? Yes or no? Same thing with Patrick Williams, right? Same thing. It's like Patrick Williams is a young player that's going to develop. There's a reason why that he's on this Bulls team. Uh, on, on a very deep Florida State team, he's a sixth man. And people were looking at that and saying, and clapping back at that and saying, he wasn't a starter. What's he going to do? You see the raw talent and you just have to wait. I mean, the, the idea that someone is drafted and all of a sudden that person's supposed to develop right now, that's a major problem in our sports society. You have to wait for a player to develop. There are very few that are special, but the ones that have put the time in that can work two, three years to where they need to be, that, those are the ones you wait for. Maybe I'm old school, but I'm patient enough to wait for some of our young guys on all our sports teams that we talk about to develop. People look at Justin Fields and say, why, why aren't you a pro bowler? Why aren't you leading the team? Well, because because it takes time to learn when you're a young player. But more so than any other sport in the NBA, people try to get away with that. A guy comes out of high school, comes from uh, Ignite, comes from, you know, uh, college for a year. And that person immediately is supposed to lead a, a player, a team to a title. I just think that's unfair. Speaking of patience and time, uh, Jay Hood, obviously you're, you're a veteran of the Chicago media market. You've worked at both uh, sports radio outlets. You've done play-by-play work. You've been on the grind doing all different kinds of time slots. And now you're doing that early morning shift. Um Talk about your career and some of the sacrifices you've had to make to get where you are today. Yeah, I, I think um, when I was got married in 2000, I told my wife, I said, you know, there's going to be a third person in our marriage. 
She says, I don't do that. <laughs> I, said, I said, no, no, not that. I said, it's, it's my career. It's my passion. So along with our relationship, the third, the number one passion I had before you was broadcasting and being on the air. And so, and she understood that because she works uh, at NBC as well. So I had to try to align myself with someone that understands the grind and understands that, you know, our schedules could be very unpredictable. And so that's why 22 years later, we're still together. And so for that, um, the grind has been rewarding because I didn't come here and just start doing, you know, mornings 20 years ago. It was the grind of doing a lot of late nights, a lot of Bulls post-game shows. And I love those shows. Um, but when the bell rang uh, for this company with Good Karma, and they asked me to be teamed with David Kaplan doing mornings, it, it was definitely a um, a culture shock because I didn't see myself as a morning show host. Right. I saw myself as just grinding and having fun on the air. But to be able to do mornings, it's just been great. Um, it's been since 91 since I've been in the business. And uh, I'm having probably the most fun now. I had a couple of times I had fun in my career. I worked with Stacey King. People don't know. Stacey <laughs> and I were a broadcast team on NBA yeah. radio. Yeah. So Stacey would have those long nights on the road and come in and he, he and I would chop it up and have fun doing a radio on Sirius XM. That was fun. Um, my time at ESPN has been fun as well. So it's all been rewarding. I'm having a lot of fun. I always, I always remember the late night stuff though, too. I, cause I'd be yeah. driving home for the game and I'd jump on the show. He's like, Hey, come and jump on the show with me. I'm like, I'm cool. I, I, I mean, he played the good music. Yeah. I mean, it was funny. <laughs> it was always lighthearted. It was always lighthearted and it was just really fun to get on his show. Any, anytime Jay Hood says, Hey, uh, you want to come on my show? I'm jumping on it. Cause he's one of the best in the business and he knows his stuff. And it's like, it's an honor to work with him. And you're a true Chicago legend. And my check should be in the mail for giving you all this. <laughs> oh, <stuff>. Of course, <laughs> of course, of course, <laughs> absolutely. I I appreciate that. I I love those Bulls post game shows because Steve Cashel would, be, would come on the flagship when we had it on ESPN One Thousand, and you know he'd say, you know, we just got to work harder, but things will turn around. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Well, Jay Hood's coming up next with the post game show, and we would just cross paths, and I go, Steve. Here comes the real post game show. Here comes the hammer now. <laughs> Cashel's one of the greatest guys. Yes. I swear. I I love Steve Cashel's a great guy, but he'd always have that optimistic touch on the Bulls. Like we can get we can get our ass whooped, and he'd still. Well, there is always tomorrow. It's gonna be great. <laughs> and I'd say, excuse me, Steve. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. And so we uh, we always had a, a fun time uh, doing those Bulls post game shows. It just um, I've always felt, Mark, that you know whatever i think one of the hallmarks of my career is just being able to tell the audience the truth we're in a big market we got to tell everybody the truth and the hope is that after we get it all out that it gets better the next the next game the next day you know when i first heard the news that you were going to be paired with david kaplan i'm i'm kind of scratching my head going i wonder how this is going to work out because i worked with cap for 14 years over at nbc sports chicago great guy Bit of a flip flopper at times, and and yes. I know I know you don't you don't suffer that uh, easily. So how have you dealt with you know he kind of rides that roller coaster you know where where he, he loves somebody and then he hates somebody and he loves somebody and <laughs> yeah. then he hates somebody. So uh, so yeah. how does that work on a daily basis for you too? <clears throat> it, it works fine. Um, in my contract, you, you're not aware. Uh, it's not in the uh, media trades as we'd say. Uh, in my contract, I'm supposed to keep him in line. Uh, it, it's it's in very very fine print, but I'm supposed to keep him in line. And so uh, that's one of the things I'm supposed to do with him now, but I've known cap for 
15, 20 years. When he's at WGN, we see our we see each other at games. So I've known him for a long time. So I know his tendencies to be an emotional Chicago sports right. fan. But I, but you got to know, Mark, at the time that we were put together in August of 2020, very difficult time in our city, in yeah. our country because of COVID. And the program director at the time told us, he goes, well, here you go, guys. No sports going on, but make people smile. <laughs> you know, like no Good one's luck, going to man. work and you could you could roll a bowling ball down State Street and hit, in, <laughs> hit nobody. Right. That's yeah. how but, remember but we're days. going to work. Right. And so put, put smiles on people's faces, have fun. And so I think that we took a different approach by saying, hey, man, we can't do the hard sports and you know piss everybody off. And just there's a way that we can just gently get into these shows because People are going through a hard time. And so I think that that gave us a different approach and a great launching point to really get comfortable in our show. And, you know, for us, we talk sports, but we talk about life too. I think, um, I think that, I think that combination that we have, his style and my style, it's starting to mesh in a great way. And we're seeing some great success lately. Let's switch gears and talk about my guy. I've been talking about all year long, Justin Fields. I've been telling Mm -hmm. from day one, Jay Hood, I've been saying, Take the training wheels off this kid and let him just spin it. Let him use his athleticism. Just let him run. I mean, early in the season, I thought the offense was tailored for like, you know, Andy Dalton still, you know, or Sid Luckman or whoever. Okay. <laughs> Leather helmets. <laughs> yeah. And, and finally, finally, the last few weeks, they've turned him loose and they let him play. And he's, I mean, everybody's talking about him now. What, what, what is your take on it? Well, there you can draw a line of demarcation from the Washington game to where we are right now in that the first, I would say four or five games of the season, it was Justin, I need you to look down this receiver, number one, number two, number three. And if, if you don't see anything, you got to run. I think now over the last three games, and again, the, the bears have lost two out of their last three, five of their last six or something like that. The point is though, is that the last three games, we're seeing Justin Fields having to run out of the pocket, and rightfully so. That gives um, an opportunity for the offensive line to be able to block, and it also gives Justin an opportunity to see the running lanes. Do I want him to run for 157 yards a game? No, because that's not the game. But I, what I do want him to do is feel comfortable enough to run when he has to. Um, uh, and so the last three games, not only that, but also finding Darnell Mooney down the field, I'm so happy that that's happening because – with some young people, not Justin, but there's some young people. It's like, man, will we ever win a game? And I just can't figure out what's going on with this offense. But if you notice with each press conference, Mark, have you seen this? When he first was doing press conferences, slouching in the chair. Oh, yeah. Very curt, six-second answers. And now, even in losses, he's sitting up straight and he's like, you know what? Here's what we need to do offensively. And this is how good I feel about it. So you can see the confidence raising uh, in a big way with Justin Fields, even in losses, because he's looking it down the field, he's running with the football. So I think he sees light at the end of the tunnel. And But the way they had him before, they want him to be the classic quarterbacks, get chained in the pocket like he did Mitch Trubisky, quite frankly. And now look what's happening. Uh, he's able to do both, run and throw the football. I think it'll get better as time progresses. Yeah, it's interesting you bring that up because I mentioned to my wife, some, they got to get him some media training because I was at a, a preseason game and, and as you said, he was looking down the whole time uh, during the post-game press conference and not making any eye contact. And he was basically, you know how we are in the media, you know, we want to root for the local guys, but if they're not going to help us out, 
they can get buried. And and he was kind of falling into that trap. And I'm so glad to see because I my daughter went to Ohio State, so I, I saw every game that he played, and, and I, I'm rooting yeah. for the kid. And it's so great to see him not only having success, but also understanding the trappings that comes with being an NFL quarterback. I guess if you were getting your ass kicked, you'd be mad yeah, too. Yeah. You, with that offensive line, the way he had, he was getting mauled back there, there was that one play in Dallas uh, where it was a two-point conversion. I was at a bar in, in Austin, Texas, and everyone did the Cobra with like the hand over the hand over the, 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 the head, like, oh, like this, this big, oh, the gas, because they thought he was buried, right? But the young man got back up and showed a lot of moxie. So um, I guess the frustration from the offense losing, he's never lost this much before. Uh, and so that's an adjustment. But I think that with each game and each press conference, now he realizes I'm the man and I know things are going to get better. So all of it's learning. All of it's all of it's growing pains. Jimmy Whisper, do you have any questions over there? Oh, Tim, are you, are you awake? Sure, Tim, was, you all right? Tim always, always does this research. I, I was so. totally with you, hoodie, on that. Uh, but so most people don't know some details about your long, distinguished career here. That you went from getting beef sandwiches for Mike Greenberg when over at the days of XRT next to the score to finally becoming David Kaplan's security guard because he's afraid to leave the studio these days. And uh, <laughs> but. Uh, Lastly, um, you know, Stacey and I don't prepare for this show at all. And that comes mm -hmm. from something you used to talk about. You never want to walk into a place with predetermined opinions because you end up with that not so fresh feeling. That's, that's exactly <laughs> right. That's, 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 why, that's why God made Walgreens. So I don't have that not so fresh feeling. You got to have that. Um, uh, the point is, though, with, uh, with Mike Greenberg, which is a great story, is like, I'm a kid from the South side. I know that that's become like this common phrase from comedian Dion Cole to Derek Rose, right? It's a kid from the South side, but I am a kid from the South side. And so Mike Greenberg, when we worked on 4949 West Belmont, when I was at the score, he goes, hoodie, I just need you to get me a beef. I need you to get me a beef and fries. <laughs> and it's at six corners. Now, again, I'm a kid from the South side. Don't know anything about the North side. I go to six corners and it's six corners. It's actually six corners, six different directions. And I have no clue of what he's talking about. I actually, an hour, an hour later, I bring back the beef and he goes, my beef's cold. What happened? I said, hey, man, I, I don't know. They gave me a cold beef. I, I can't help. I don't know why it's cold. Ultimately, the reason why it was cold is because I got lost going back to the station because I had no idea where I was going. So that's how my career started. No microwave at the station, by the way. Man, I didn't know Greenberg was such a prima donna back then. I mean, I remember when I first met him, he was like a, a young uh, Bears reporter for the score at the old Hallis Hall, and he was yeah. scared as as he as a young reporter could possibly be, just trying to ask anybody who would listen to him. Hey, you got any advice? Uh, who should I talk to? I mean, which players are, are media friendly? And now the guy could buy and sell me five times over. It's an amazing That's story. Right. Isn't it? <laughs> I was going to say twenty million dollars later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I remember he used to carry the the old tape recorder with the microphone. Yeah, and oh, he sure. used to get hits from us when the score first came out. The yeah. monsters of the midday, like states, can you do this uh, hit for me? Yeah. And that's when we did everything for free. You know, right, we right. didn't know any better, and so we would do hits for him. You know, and uh, to see him come—I've been on his show numerous times—to see Mike come from where he started from and to where he's at now has been amazing. And it's just like all of us. I mean, yeah, you, know, you right. started, you started at a certain place, and now you know you're one of the big voices in Chicago now. So. Uh, it's amazing to see your journey and, and all the people that we've seen grow up through the business. Yeah, God bless them all. Absolutely. Yeah, it's awesome. Absolutely. Um, and, and Cam, when you can, can be able to, 
What's that, Tim? I, I said, Cap can't leave the studio now without you, which is really no. sad. Wow. I mean, well, I, I just think that he needs me so he knows where to go. I have to show him where his car is. I mean, this is, we're talking about, this is Mr. Magoo right here we're talking about. This is Magoo. So I, like, I just like, here you go, Cap. Here you go. This is, this is actually your vehicle right here. See, this is where you drove, you drove this this morning. You, know? you live so, in Deerfield. Head north. Yes, yeah. I have to I have to yeah. help him out. So it's I'm not a security guard as much as it is just trying to help a, a senior out. Uh, just trying to lead him by the hand, Tim. That's what I do here. Again, that's, that's nice. also that's part nice. of my contract, trying to lead my friend uh, to the right direction. Um, so he, he might be talking about being in great shape and all that, but still, I got to help him right. out sometimes. He's got a lot of stuff on his mind. Hey, Hoodie, last thing before we let you go, I know that you do some great celebrity voices. Our guy here, Tim Kelly, does a spot yes. on Christopher Walken, and we'll let him do it in a second. But in the last segment, he got cocky. He said, "He said, you know what? I, I've been doing Christopher Walken every week, and yeah. you know I'm, I'm kind of tired of it. I'm gonna do Mike Tyson you doing our doing our hot sauce read, and it yes. just bombed. It we we have a chat going. You know, we're live on YouTube, and and one guy said Timmy sounds more like Cartman if he had a brain tumor. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, so <laughs> hoodie, you know, it was, it, it, it if you're worst. gonna try impersonations, hoodie, you you got to get it right. Wouldn't you say?" I, I would say so, but I, you know, Tim, I'm going to defend you because people say like, all right. So one of the great impression in impressions is Stacy doing Bill Cartwright. Yeah. So that's the, that's one of the best that that I've heard. Right. He's, he's, it has been a Matt also his doc rivers. Stacy's very good at that. I don't know if you guys heard that as well, but Tim, <laughs> tell these people, tell them these are more caricatures than impersonations. Right. I mean, I mean, yes. it's close, it's but sometimes and it's timing, like, not the voice. Well, right. You're just you're you're just adding on to it, right? It's it's like what you see on Saturday Night Live. It's not. It may not be the actual voice, but sometimes it's just making something a little bit more entertaining than the actual person. Right. Speaking of, speaking of Saturday Night Live, give our guest a little bit of Christopher Walken. Oh, so, Hoodie, it's great to meet, and I'm so glad that we share the same opinions about the Bears, the Bulls. <laughs> And some porn stars that we know in common. Wow. I appreciate that. Wow. Way to mess up a happy home. Wow, Tim. Oh, Jay Hood is now uh, the divorce. He's joining, he's joining uh, Tom Brady. Thanks, Tim. Tim. It was, Just it was like me. Whispers. Wow. Chris. Christopher Walken. Wow. Snitch. Snitch. I love that. Dropping dime on him. Oh, wow. I love it. That's good. You know what, Tim? I think that's excellent. Don't let him get you down, Tim. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Doing what you're doing. I appreciate the support. This is the only confidence he has talking. That's why we call him whispers, because <laughs> he doesn't talk. He never talked until he started being Christopher Walken. <laughs> that's his alter ego. That's the only time we get him to talk. That's, that's when he's got some confidence, is Christopher Walken. Yeah, now I do it at the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> give me a give me a pound of salami. <laughs> yeah. Could you tell me where the bear section is at? I'm thirsty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Good job, Timmy. I love it. Jay, what are what are some of your favorite uh, celebrity impersonations you've done over the years? Uh, you know, to, to me, it's just always the people on sports radio. It's people yeah. I work with, and and just like you know, what like Mark Silverman um, is <laughs> is easy to do because you know Sylvie's just it's always ah uh, ah. Uh, uh, so what's going on, Guado? How are you? So. Do you really think that possibly Schwarber will ever hit for power? Right, Waddle? Right? 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 And so it's always that. It's, it's, yeah. it's, 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 you just get it from a certain place and you just kind of just bring it up from there. You know, so The bulging neck muscles. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, yes. Like scanners. 
Like his head yes. is going to explode. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what about your days uh, back at the score with Mike Murphy, who also worked over at ESPN uh, later in his career? Did you do a Murph? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Mike Murphy was uh, a very uh, odd, odd person. Um, <laughs> um, I've, I, I've just got through uh, therapy on my last week. It was my last week working with Murph, so I'm good now. Uh, my, my therapy worked with him, but he would just say, "Hey," you know. He would say a lot of things like, "Hey, what's what's going on over here with the Chicago Cubs? I, I don't understand this. What's going on with the Cubs? They're just not very good. Son of a bitch." You know, just uh, stuff like that. Just Things like that. Just very, you just always had the head of just a tilted a certain way and just always the accusatory finger. And, What's going on here? I don't understand. And he could be tough on the young producers, couldn't he? Oh, sure. Sure. But that, that I mean, that makes you stronger, though. Or at least for some people. I'm still <laughs> yeah. here. I'm yeah. still here. Others that others have uh, kind of, uh, you know, are, are someplace outside asking for change outside of McDonald's, but I'm still here. <laughs> hey, one of, uh, one of our young producers here, Nicky Knuckles, uh, works at ESPN 1000 now. I don't know if he's uh, visited the morning show yet, but he's done. Have you? Charlie? Well, that's a good name for you. I, I, think, I think Charlie works for you. Charlie Knuckles. Can, there, you, see there, him? can you see Nicky Knuckles? You, I don't know if you were spotted in that Hello. camera. You didn't get in there. There's no, you, you, you choked. Camera. You had you had your Come chance on. to be on camera. Man, you just, choked. Just act like you're peeking through somebody's window. You creep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've done that before. Yeah, yeah, you creep. The watcher, the creeper, the watcher. Yeah. Well, now we're officially off the rails. Jay Hood, we know you got a morning show to prepare for. Thank you so much for being generous with your time and joining us here on Give Me the Hot Sauce. We love you. Thanks for having me, guys. What? <laughs> right? Thanks for being on the show. Is that what you're saying, Waddle? Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. The one and only yeah, Jay Hood joining us on Give Me the Hot Sauce. Thanks, Jay Hood. Thank you, guys. Stay up, Jake. We're back. Episode 106. Give me the hot sauce. Timmy Whispers trying to dig himself out of a deep hole, but he can't do it. He keeps trying. He's fell, he fell in. Yeah. I know. It's ludicrous. I won't even say it. The it's Tyson ludicrous. Boys, I, yeah. Uh, yeah. How would Mike Tyson yeah. say ludicrous? How would Mike Tyson say it? But uh, don't worry. I'll bring oh, it back. I'll, yeah, I'll be prepared next time. <laughs> you know, you got a homework wow. assignment. Work on that. Yeah, oh, no, you got to bring it back. You got another assignment. You got another assignment. Don't ever bring it back. <laughs> How about that? Don't ever I, bring I think it back. The, I think the chat is pretty much in agreement. Yeah, it's just retired. Saying, yeah. It's a retired. I got to redeem myself, though. Yeah. No, redeem yourself with, at home with, with uh, you know, Mrs. Kelly, Marine. Wow, now you get into my personal life? <laughs> Let's see some more. McFly. <laughs> wow. You know, 30 years of abuse. It never ends. Hey. Now he's dragging the Tim, Hey, why don't you come over and kick my dog? Listen, listen. He's right. Hey, he's got a big dog. What's your dog name? Asshole. <laughs> this guy. Whispers we too. Just, we just lost another sponsor. Yeah. No, yeah, it's, it's, it's the name of the dog is Karma. And you know what they say Karma is? <laughs> but it's Karma. A bitch. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. This guy's this guy off the rails, Mark. Get his yeah. back on the rails. Wow. He's out of control over here. The, the dog growls and bites everybody and just loves Stacy right away. Yes. Like, what's yeah. up with yeah. that? Yeah, the dog is the dog does bite people. Seriously. Like it's the just dog. Quint, uh, what kind brother. of dog is it? What kind of dog is it? Your brother bites people? Well, he does too. That's kind of messed they up. Each other. Oh, he did a Marv Albert on the, on the back. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Poor Marv. Here we go with Marv. Oh. <laughs> no, his dog. The dog, yes. is, the dog is huge. And the it dog. goes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, y'all. Incisors? Yes. <laughs> 
Okay, America, we done got out there. Yeah, to. Line two, Mark Albert. You know what we're going to do to reel this thing back in? Reel it back in, Mark. You know, you come to expect great analysis from Stacey King yes, on basketball, do. but he's also an expert in baseball and football, and he gave the Bears perfect advice a few weeks back on what they should do He's with Justin Fields. He's a professional analyst. He is a professional analyst. I, I feel like they need to take the training wheels off and, and let him play. You know, just yeah. let, let him throw it around the yard. And, you know, when, he's, when, he's, when they let him go, he, he is a really good quarterback. But it seems like they, after they let him throw a 60-yard bomb, they come back and say, let's just dink and dime now and go back to being a basic offense. There you have it. Stacey King telling the Bears exactly what to do. Although, Tim, it sounded like that was a 45 record being played on 78. Yeah. Uh, a, little, a little quick. Who did the audio quality on that? Where's the <laughs> Where's the QA? Wow. Wow. I thought maybe Stacey's shorts were too tight. You there. know what? Listen. You <laughs> know someone, what? someone just spit my brewski. <laughs> See, America. You'd like some hard candy? America. <laughs> With America. some lint. America. This is what I got to deal with. You know, it all started when I was on Montana's uh, 10 Most Sexiest Men. And they turned on me then. They're turning on me now. Uh, they see that my my voice is gone, and, and you know Tim and his his terrible rendition of Mike Tyson <laughs> has ruined the show for today. I just want to throw that out there; it just ruined the show. Yeah. We lost a lot of our listeners because of his poor Mike Tyson. <laughs> and two sponsors, don't forget that. <laughs> and two sponsors. <laughs> Real back it in. It wasn't Mark. just that it was bad; people were offended. Yeah, they were insulted. I, no, Mike, Mike Tyson on line three. <laughs> He's on line three, ready to kick his ass for for even attempting to do his voice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I Actually, said Mike's the kind of guy who enjoys that. Oh, yeah, you know him really well. Yeah, okay. Not as well as Stacy. Oh, yeah. I do know Mike. I do know Mike. true. I do know Mike. I do know Mike. I may have ruined that. Hey, listen. So much for a chance of getting him on the show, right? Listen, I can get him on the show. Don't sleep. Hey, me and Mike, we spent some time together when I was in college. We played UNLV my senior year in college. And we he came. He was He was the new heavyweight champion yeah. at the time. He was like 20, 21 years old. So he was our age. And so after the game, Don King was trying to get me to sign with him because he was getting into the basketball realm. That's right, Stacey. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. <laughs> this dude just ruined just the story. Like he just ruined the damn story. Please stop doing Mike Tyson's voice. It's horrible. Oh, my God. So anyway, before I was rudely interrupted by Cartman. Um, so, so after the game, after the game, he comes in the locker room, Mark, and he's like, you know, I'm out, I'm doing it. Cause I had 49 points, the most points ever scored in uh, Thomas Macarena. And it's still a record to this day. I just want to throw that out there, America. There Cause the only person could guard me in the NBA was Phil Jackson. I'm going to throw that out there too. So anyway, so Mike Tyson's in the locker room, he's all excited, you know? So he said, Hey, you know, you know, Stacey, I want you to go out with me tonight. Boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, Mike Tyson, the champion. Yeah, so yeah. I went out with him. So all our teammates went. He, he got us all limos, which is probably an NCAA violation. Oh, definitely. But you know what? It's a twenty years yeah. statute of limitations. What are you going to do, do about it now? Yeah. NCAA, no phone so, cameras. Yeah. So, uh, so we go out with this guy and uh, the coolest guy, and he told me not to sign with Don King. Don't do it. Don't sign with him. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> and so when he told me that, I was like, well, no, no, you're with him. So he's like, don't sign with him. How did he say it? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say his no, voice. We're no, we're not gonna react that whisper. No, he's a good, no, he's a no. good impersonator too. Come no, on. no, no. I'm not gonna do his voice. Yeah. No, okay, I'm, not, I'm, not. <laughs> I'm not gonna do Mike Tyson's voice, America, because I can't. Because I got. I'm. I'm trying to keep my own voice right now. But it was the coolest thing hanging out with him. Like he yeah. was. He was like one of us. And I remember running into him probably three or four years ago on his Sirius XM because I was doing Sirius XM uh, in New York. So when I would come to New York, I would go do the show with uh, Frank Isola. 
in the studio at the Sirius XM, you run in, you know, you see Howard Stern. It was pretty cool. And you walk into the lobby of the Sirius XM and you see like literally like, you know, all these people, like these acts, yep. jugglers, and and there was more than there was porn stars. It was it was, I'm telling you, groupies. Mark, I'm telling you that yeah. it was it was amazing. But running We're taking the show to Vegas, ladies and gentlemen. You, we need to have a lobby like that here at yeah. the Sarazzi Studios where we just have like jugglers and people <laughs> to train dogs and then have some, you know, have some, you know, some women, you know, come in here and, you know, and bring All some right, Maddie, wings. you got your next assignment. That's yeah, <laughs> you know, we need Hooters wings. Hooters, if you're out there, we're looking for Hooters, Hooter girls to bring us some wings and uh, we'll advertise it here on the show. Yeah, Mike Tyson will be here. Yes. That's yes. right. Yes. <laughs> That is beyond bad. That is the worst. <laughs> that is the worst Mike Tyson. I, you know, you gave this. <laughs> I just wish. I mean, uh, you're you're so good doing Christopher Walken. I thought you, that's you, all he could you, do. He would have to be at least decent. That's you know all he could do. You know, this good. might be one of those deals where there's no reason to improve it because it's so bad. It's. Good. I think. I think maybe if I throw punch him, Mark, he might really yeah. sound like Mike Tyson if I throw punch him. So. Uh, I think we just need to retire Mike Tyson like we retired your oh, T-shirt. Oh my goodness! Put it up there on the wall. Yeah, you know, the voice of Mike Tyson up <laughs> on the wall. Crusty Forest Grove shirt. Yeah, we, we decided not to do that either. No, no one needs that, to see that. I, I'm going to put it up there. No, you're not. Yeah. No, you're not. Yes. You you have no pool on the on the on the give me the hot sauce show. I'm going to put it in a glass except case, a, except a hamstring. Box. That's the only thing you're pulling is a hamstring, buddy. Mark, get us back on the rail. This yeah. guy's taking hey, us off. There's a big UFC card coming up Woo! this weekend. Tell oh, the folks yeah. about it, Stace. Oh yeah. We know your kids will be coming over to watch yeah, it on your yeah. dime. I've right? already I've already got the phone call. I yeah. already got the phone call like 20 times talking about dad, we're coming over. <laughs> uh get Lou Mountain pizza, yeah, pizza and yeah. the beer and all that stuff. Um so I'm looking forward to it. Uh you got you got a middleweight championship fight. Um, um Israel Aldesanyu versus are, are we gonna make uh, predictions? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Oh, there they are right there. Oh, oh, see right there. Adesanya is like Considered one of the pound for pound best guys, he's fighting a guy Alex Pereira who beat him twice in kickboxing. This guy is a monster. He's only had three UFC fights, but everybody they brought him here to fight him because uh, Adesanya has kind of just cleaned out the division. He's beaten everybody in his division. He's been the most dominant middleweight in a long, long time, and so this guy they feel like can give him a good match. Yeah. Six four. He knocked him out. He knocked him out in kickboxing. And it's hard to do in kickboxing. He knocked him out cold, like a stiff board. So this is a huge fight uh, for the UFC. And so I'm anxious to see that. Give me the Put that card back up there, guys. Sriracha, guys. So what was your prediction on that? Uh, I'm going out of sign. You're going to win that one. And I'm then prayer in three. You want to bet? I'm gonna, let's just write them down now. Okay, go ahead and write it. Get the predictions, guys. Get our okay, so I got out of sign. you winning the fight. He's got Perea winning. Mm-hmm. Okay, second second guy. Uh, okay, let's see. Okay, I'm going with I'm going with uh, uh, Willie, the 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 Chinese uh, knockout artist. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm going yeah, with that, her. That's a no brainer. I'm going with Chandler beating Dustin Poirier. That's only if it's the first round. I'm going with Chandler. Only if it can be the first round. No, it's not going to be the first round. You think th uh, so? What round are you picking? No, because Poirier's not. Poirier's going. It's going to go the distance. I think it's going to be a it's going to be a war. I'm going Poirier in four. I, I'm, that's a good bet. I'm going with Chandler in that one. Chandler would have to be a first round. Okay, Frankie Edgar. Frank, this might be Frankie. I think this is Frankie Edgar's last fight in the UFC. Uh, I don't. They, they gave him a tomato can, um, <laughs> you know, to fight. He, he retired um, once already, right? 
Yeah, he retired a couple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he'd never been knocked out. But he got knocked out his last couple times in the in the in thing. Now Dan Dan uh, Hooker, yeah, I, I got like him. him in that. Yeah. I got him. Dan yeah. Hooker. Dan Hooker's a beast. He got beat by he got beat by, by Chandler. Chandler and Poirier. Yeah, and Poirier. But yeah. he's a beast, man. He's about six foot four. He's really he's long, bigger than athletic. He is, yeah. He's a lot. He should be probably fighting light heavyweight. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he's got a good stand up game, and I think he's gonna just beat up old Claudio. So forget about all the predictions you hear on the air. You got them right here on getting the hot sauce. So and we take will, that to we the will, window. We will, re- we will replay these uh, next week to see who won. Hey, what happened to our guy TJ Dillashaw? I heard he had, had to have surgery. <clears throat> I mean, he was such yeah. a great guest. We had him oh, on Give Me the Hot Sauce a while back. TJ, TJ went. He got hurt in training camp. That's the one thing about the UFC. They make you, know, you fight. They make you. Yeah. They, I mean, you got to fight. And so hurt. he hurt his shoulder in and he training. Still camp. went through it. So he fight. went in. He went into the fight in a in a championship fight against uh, what's his name? Um, the little guy uh, he fought for the championship. Oh shoot! Uh, not a well. Alame, Alame Starling. What is, what is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but Nick you literally King. you talk about the joke about fighting with one hand tied behind your yeah. back, and that's what he's doing. <clears throat> he fought with a dislocated shoulder, yeah. and yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, he he fought to the very end. So I give him a lot of credit for showing up fighting. Um, but that that was tough. It was tough to watch. He was a great guest too. He was a great so guest. If you get a chance, check out our interview with TJ Dillashaw on a past episode of Game. He's of still the a champion in my mind. Yeah, no master, question. Master of unknown combinations, as they call him. Yeah, like what is that? What did he just throw? Yeah. Hey, people love chaos in the world of sports, and we have it in college football after Alabama and Clemson both went down to defeat last weekend. So now we have a top four of Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU is undefeated out of the Big 12. Kind of, It's going to be strange to see how this all shakes out. TCU has some tough games coming up. I don't know if uh, they're going to make it all the way into the Final Four, uh, but mm. at some point, <clears throat> Georgia's going to have to play most likely LSU in the SEC championship game. So it's going to be crazy to see how this all shakes out, Stays. Georgia is clearly the, yeah. like, the top team. Which a team you don't see <clears throat> that's going to that's gonna give some people some problems is Oklahoma Sooners. We don't see them out there right there. What, what? Where are they at? Where did they come in uh, this week in the in Oh, the they rankings? lost? Oh, we're 5-4? <laughs> oh. I think you make a run now. Hey. Listen, 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 listen. America, listen. I didn't go to Oklahoma. I lied. Okay. I went to Georgia. We're number one. All right. <laughs> We're the Georgia Bulldogs. Go dogs. Wow. Go. <laughs> go dogs. Go. Okay. So um those poor Sooners, man. I, I hope they get their act together. But I, I but hey, new coaching win, staff, give them hey, some time. Big win for Notre Dame beating Clemson. Yeah. No one, no one, no one thought that. And then LSU, <clears throat> I I Mark, I mean, that's they were at home. You know, and they're a pretty good football team. That quarterback who transferred from Arizona State uh, is a good quarterback. And uh, to win in overtime, uh, going for the two-point conversion, that took a yeah, lot like of balls, man. I mean, give uh, Brian, Brian Kelly. Kelly. The old Brian Notre Kelly, Dame coach. Yeah, he, yeah, that was a big, big – against an Alabama defense who's not the same as it's always been. They're giving up too many points. I mean, their offense can score against anybody in the country, but their defense – this might be – one of the the worst Alabama defenses I've seen in in years, as far as the first round talent that we're so used to seeing, they're giving a lot of points up this year. Now that what looks like going to shape up is that Tennessee really doesn't have a chance to get into the SEC championship game, so their season will probably end with them being eleven and one in the Big Ten. Michigan and Ohio State could be undefeated when they play on Thanksgiving weekend. Does the Big Ten get two teams in? Mm-hmm. No, I think they no, do. No, 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 absolutely not. No, I think Tennessee gets in. Is the fourth? If team? Tennessee, if Tennessee is a one, is a one uh, loss team, yeah, they get in. 
Yeah, so yeah, Tennessee, it. Georgia. But I, I'm gonna tell you right now, I see Michigan beating Ohio State. Where are they playing the Big House? No, it's it's in Columbus this year. I still think Michigan's gonna win. Michigan, the way they control <clears throat> the tempo, as far as like they run the ball, they pound you. Those two running backs, they got two different running backs right. with two different styles. Their offensive line is huge, and then they can play action pass. They got some, but I, I do like the receiver for Ohio State, Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, looks like Randy Moss out there. I, I love that kid, man. You just and the quarterback is good too. Uh, he, he, wait a minute, he looks like Randy Moss. He doesn't look like Mar his dad. No, <laughs> no, he's bigger than his dad. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's bigger, bigger than his dad. dad. But yeah, when, yeah. when you look at him on the field, take away his, his last name. The way he runs and he's long and lanky, he can go up and get the ball and, and at the highest point. Um, he's better than you've got Moss. Yeah, he, he's he's a talented yeah. receiver, man. And that quarterback Stroud, you know, he's. He's a legit too. That's a first round talent. He had trouble throwing it in the wind at, in Evanston last week. Well, that was that. I mean, it's crazy. No yeah. one could have. No one could have threw it. In. I don't even think a pro quarterback would have been right. able to do that. So, uh, to see again, you have to have a running game. If you don't have a running game in those kind of conditions, which they do, they had a good running back. Uh, give Northwestern credit too. I mean, they they always seem to play these good teams really, really tough, but they always just come up short. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Hey, it's <laughs> like Timmy's uh, Mike Tyson. I'm just laughing at something short. I saw in the chat. The sign guy says, "My dog eating peanut butter does a better Mike Tyson." <laughs> oh wow! Depends wow. on where where sign guy is putting that peanut butter. <gasps> oh, oh, sign guy, what are you doing? You freak! You freak! <laughs> wow! <laughs> but where else would you give a dog peanut butter? Oh, sign guy, these look good, but come on, where are you oh, putting that peanut butter? Where are you putting that peanut butter? At? <laughs> well, Hey, last thing before we get out of here, people are always counting on us to give them some recommendations on what they should oh, watch yes. in case they're, you know, at home and looking for something to watch late at night. Whispers, we'll start with you. What do you what do you got for the folks? I had nothing. Debbie does Dallas. I started you told me about the watcher. That's that that's terrifying. You were right. That Florida story. Yeah. It all ties in now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the neighborhood. I think I think that me. show was based on your experience. Yes. Yeah. But I did watch the new Fletch. What'd you think of that? I saw the trailer. For I that. actually uh, really enjoyed it. I was, uh, I mean, John Hamm normally plays a total dickhead and the roles he plays, he's mm -hmm. very good at it. And, uh, but in this, he plays a kind of a self-effacing guy that uh, is very charming mm -hmm. and uh, they put some bodysuit on him. So they have some weight to him. What platform is yeah. that run on for the folks that are looking for it? Uh, I think it was on Paramount and just on demand. Okay. Okay. Stacy, <clears throat> what do you got? Uh, America. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm telling you, I saw the Barbarian. We see it right there, the Barbarian. It was a, my son turned me on to it. That's a movie? Yeah, it's a movie. It's on, uh, I think it's on Prime. It's on Prime. And it's a, it's a, it's a, like a, it's a scary movie. A rated X? Oh, geez. this guy here. Anyway, <laughs> um, that's a good movie. I'm going to, I'm going to go see, listen, I'm going to go see uh, the Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Yeah. Okay. Boom. I'm going to go see that tomorrow, okay? We'll get that review okay. next week. Hey, America, guess what's coming? Guess what's coming next? Black Panther 3? No. Shut up, Tim. <laughs> Yellowstone. The well, that's right, Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. The two, it's a two-hour special yeah. of Yellowstone. So if you haven't that's watched right. Yellowstone, yeah. I'll be watching that. make sure you watch Yellowstone. It's awesome, okay? And then, let me think, there's another movie I wanted y'all to see, too. Um I don't remember right now. It just, it just slipped my mind. It slipped my mind when I want y'all to watch. It's, not, right. it's not porn or anything like that. So. Right. <laughs> sure it isn't. That's why you know you're... Freak. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> it was on the AVN channel. 
know. While, while you think about that, I've got one for the folks. The Patient. It's on Hulu. You know, you know Steve Carell from The Office and, and all the crazy movies he was in, 40-Year-Old Virgin, Anchorman. Yeah. This is a story where he plays the therapist who is treating a serial killer who wants, wants oh. to get better, and the serial killer takes him hostage. And he tries oh. to talk his way out of this whole situation. It's kind of like what Tim's going to do to you, Mark. It's a 10-part series. <laughs> it, is, it is creepy, it is deep, and it's really well done. And Steve Carell does a great job in it. So if you get a chance... Uh, check it out on Hulu. I thought you were talking about that Ray Fiennes movie from years ago when he was the English patient. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, that's not. This is a different one. This is a creepier one. Yeah. So Pull like, up your you know, punches, Tyson. Yeah, what are you doing over there? Exactly. Then I'll probably tune in if it's creepy and deep, like Mark said. <laughs> <laughs> or or when Nikki comes around, peeks around the corner like he's looking through somebody's window. He saw you did Jay Hood. Hi. Hi, Jay Hood. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was creepy, Nick. I was just going to say that was, he that was, was creepy. He was starstruck. Yeah. Him, that happens. They call him the watcher around here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's the watcher. Hey, hey, Whispers, tell everybody about your good friend, uh, Angel Water. Oh, oh Chief Little Legs? Yeah. yeah. Hold on a second. Let me do this as. Uh, no, this is a revised copy, so you got to sell it, all right? Let me do this as Roberto Durant. <laughs> <laughs> no mas. No mas. Oh, exactly. That's all he's going to say. Uh, do you want toxic chemicals in your water? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Baba Booey. Oh, here we go. That is why we only drink angel water here in the hot sauce studios. They're the healthiest water around. They will even come to your home and test your water for free. You heard that right. For free. They will come and give you free counsel on how healthy your water really is. Who wrote this? <laughs> Jeez, that would be Maddie. Come on now, medical errors. Is that your? Is that, is that your all year long? That's wow! You can trust. Angel Water. Call eight four seven three eight two seven eight zero zero to get your water tested for free today. Is this is this a new new ad right? Yeah, I mean, did yeah, we, we change it? it, but there's some. Man, is that chapter six? So Tim, who should they ask for when they call that? Number? Chief Little Legs, uh, an English teacher, because there's some. <laughs> Maddox here, we got to work on here, but but ask for Chief Little Legs. Yeah, uh, he'll be behind the desk. You'll have to look AKA over the desk Andy to Wilson. see him. Andy Wilson, he is called, he still in Florida? He literally called right for the show, and he said, "If you say that one more time, <laughs> I am He's done." He's pulling his sponsorship, and uh, here we are. Yeah, we're doing it again because we know he won't because he's our good friend. Okay, he yeah. wears he wears a size two in shoes and a size four in pants. Uh, all right, Chief Little Legs. <laughs> And Stacy, is Mike waiting outside for you? Is he listening yes, to the show? Yes, and Mike probably went to go get some chicken. You right. know, you know, he always gets chicken. So shout out to my man, Mike. Windy City Limousine provides championship service. Making a reservation is so easy, it's a slam dunk. Let Windy City break the full court pressure of traffic and get you to your destination in style and on time. Contact us at 847-916-9300. And you can go online and hit windycitylimos.com. And they've just done a great job. I've been traveling lately. Yeah. And uh, Mike's had to come in, you know, two in the morning, pick me up, never complains. You know, he's always on time. Uh, somebody tried to get in the car the other day, put him in a chokehold and made him tap out because <laughs> he's trying to get in the limo to get a ride home. Mike took care of him. Way to go, Mike. You know, so I feel safe when Mike's driving me. Does he have the Doubleman twins with him tonight? No, you know what? He, you know, hey, he had the big red girls with him the other day. You know, they, the, <laughs> the big, big red, red girls, the big red girls, right. and they had red hair and they were big. Yeah. And, they, oh, they big? and I saw them in the Hooters calendar for twenty twenty three. Listen, listen, Mike is the man. Okay, that's right. Let me tell y'all something about Mike. Okay, Mike is a concert connoisseur. Okay, guess how many concerts Mike has been to? 
In his lifetime? In his lifetime. 100? Okay, no. Over 500. Wow. Okay? He is a he is a Bruce Springsteen fan. He is going to Ireland to to catch a concert. He's going to Tampa to catch Bruce Springsteen. Um, you know, he plays Bruce Springsteen in the car. I make him turn it off. I'm like, you gotta turn it off. You gotta turn it off. <laughs> you gotta turn it off, Mike. But he he's he he goes to all these concerts. It's it's a, you know, some of the stories that he tells is amazing. You know, that's why I'm trying to get him on the show. Yeah. I'm trying to bring him in here, but Mike keeps like bobbing and weaving like Mike Tyson, but without the the voice. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh Jesus! Oh, we see. Okay, just like whispers. Just like whispers. Oh my God. Oh man. I wish I had one of those dog collars where you shock people. Like you shock. Oh, you I, shock saw you, I, I saw how you goaded me into that. Like I saw. Was, <laughs> and you fell with, for with it. Look, and like, you fell for it. He just, fell for it too. Just like Tyson would say. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 oh, I got him, America. Oh man. Are we done with all the reads? We're done. Okay. Okay. I just want to make sure we got so everybody. What do you in. say now? Sorry, Mike, it's still your life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get him to commit to an ending. Mark, Mark He's just leaving show. everything hanging. Show, Time to bring it to a close. Episode 106 of Give Me the Hot Sauce. I want to thank our guest, Jay Hood. He was fantastic. You can catch him morning, 7 to 10 on ESPN 1000. He also calls UIC Flames basketball. I want to thank the Sriracha crew for doing a great job, as always. And uh, I want to thank Mike for... Watching out in the limousine, making sure that Stacy's going to get home safely today. Hopefully, Stacy's yes. got his voice back 100% next week. He's a trooper for getting through this one. We'll hear a firsthand review on Wakanda Forever next week, so you can look forward to that on Give Me the Hot Sauce. Thank you so much for watching and listening. A brand new episode coming your way next week. Stacy. Drive home safely, Chicago. Beep, beep. <laughs> oh, oh no, oh, my God. The City Assassin does it again. Big time players make big time plays. Oh,